0: Welcome to the April 24th, 2019 edition of the Crypto.IQ Daily Radio Show, where we do a deep dive market analysis every day and discuss the most interesting stories in the Bitcoin and crypto space. This is your host Space Marine, live from space. Yesterday, Bitcoin reached new 2019 highs of just over $5,600. The highest it got was $5,615 on Bitstamp, and things were looking quite bullish at just smashed through that resistance level of 5300 to $5,400, which was a very stubborn resistance level. But overnight in the early morning hours between about 2 a.m. and uh, 4 a.m. Eastern Time, Bitcoin dropped all the way to 5475 And right now it's currently trading near 5455 So Bitcoin has lost about 150 almost $200 overnight. And it seems like the bears are back in town. I wouldn't call this a crash. We're still above that $5,400 resistance level that we just broke. Uh, But it's kind of like a return to bearish sentiment. And the rest of the crypto market has been hit even harder. Uh, Altcoins are down a lot. So Bitcoin's down like 2%, but the altcoins are down way more than that. Ethereum is down 5.7%. Ripple's down 7.5%. And uh, the first story of the day involving Ripple is basically... The CTO of Ripple, David Schwartz, he's selling off his share of Ripple, and he's one of the guys that has a lot of Ripple from the beginning. So it has sparked some fear in the market that he's selling whatever Ripple he can. He says he's like stuck in Ripple whether he likes it or not, though, because that's the case with the founders of Ripple, like Jed McCaleb and David Schwartz. Uh, basically, like they can't sell all the Ripple at once. They can only sell a little bit. At a time, well, he sold whatever he could. So that sparked a little fear in Ripple market, and now Ripple's down 7.5% in the past 24 hours. But most of that drop was in the past, like, several hours and in- during this morning. Bitcoin Cash is down 8.9%, near $275. EOS is down 10%. Uh, it dropped below $5 again. Litecoin's down 7.5%. It's near $72. Binance Coin's down 8.8%, surprisingly. So Binance Coin was looking really good over the past month or two. Uh, as that Binance Dex launch approached. And now the Binance Dex wallet has launched, but trading hasn't gone live yet. But anyways, it seems like the Binance Dex is launching right around now. Yet Binance Coin is dropping a lot. I believe it was as high as $26, but now it's below $22. So that's a little surprising, but it seems like the whole market's going in this bearish direction this morning. So it's not just Binance Coin. Stellar is down 8.5%. Cardano is down 6.6%. Tron is down 6.8%, Monero is down 5.8%, Dash is down 6.9%, Bitcoin SV down 9.5%, back down there below $53, below $1 billion market cap, Tezos is down 14.2%, so Tezos is the least profitable cryptocurrency today, following many days and weeks where Tezos was the most profitable cryptocurrency Uh, Tezos was at 40 cents in March, and then Binance and Coinbase declared that they're launching staking services for Tezos, which quickly made Tezos the most popular proof of stake cryptocurrency. Well, it seemed like a little bit of a bubble because it went from like 40 cents to like a dollar and 50 cents about, and now it looks like the bubble's popping. So, like, it went up too fast. It was hard to tell for a time is this real or is it gonna, you know, crash and the bubble explode? It seems like the bubble for Tezos is popping right now. Uh, Tezos is still the most popular proof of stick cryptocurrency But it's coming back down to earth a little bit Down 14.2% IOTA is down 6.9% And then let's see how Dogecoin's doing Dogecoin's down 7.4% So I wouldn't say Bitcoin is crashing Bitcoin has one down overnight But the rest of the market That is pretty much a crash A very bearish morning So we're seeing some heavy losses across the altcoins, And even Bitcoin has lost a bit And this has caused the total crypto market cap to decline to 177 billion dollars yesterday about 24 hours ago was at 185 billion dollars so the total crypto market cap has shed eight billion dollars in the past 24 hours so like i said many times on past shows i'm not ready to declare the bull the bear market over we have been on a nice bull run for most of april where bitcoin has risen from like 4,000 all the way to like as high as 5600 yesterday yesterday was the peak for 2019 so far uh, but you know the bears are still in town somewhere, and they came back today, and we're gonna see, have to see many more months of consistent gains before we can declare the bear market over. To be honest, and one very important thing to watch is the CME Bitcoin futures expiration. That's on Friday. Right now it is Wednesday, so like in a couple days we're gonna see the CME Bitcoin futures expiration, and CME Bitcoin futures expirations are highly correlated with the way the market moves oftentimes. And in 2018 we saw. A few months spread throughout the year where the market went up all month, and then right when the expiration happens, it starts declining pretty rapidly. So we're going to have to wait and see how the expiration goes. Will Bitcoin hold steady or go up and be bullish in May, or is it going to go back into like full bearish mode? I have no idea, but those are the options, basically, and we'll have to wait and see what happens. So moving on to the first interesting story of the day. So there was plenty of bad news in the market analysis, but there is some really good news. Apparently, TD Ameritrade is testing uh, Bitcoin and Litecoin trading right at the NASDAQ stock exchange. Someone has claimed to have bought one Bitcoin via TD Ameritrade right there at the NASDAQ. They did it via paper. I guess they were at like a desk. I guess you would call that over-the-counter. Uh, but anyways, uh, they kind of backtracked later and said it wasn't a real trade. Like the customer support told that person it wasn't a real trade. It was a test trade. So it's kind of like a virtual trade, a test trade. Like, you know, how exchanges sometimes give you a, they give you like a test account where you could test your trading skills, but it's not real money. So that's what it was, but they're thinking about it obviously. And, um, there's also the website is showing like the LTC to USD pair on TD Ameritrade, but it's, uh, it's not clear if this is real or not. So it's kind of like in their test engine, But maybe it could be real one day. And TD Ameritrade has, like, over a trillion dollars of assets held by its, like, 11 million customers. And it would be a major step for crypto for it to be available to all these stock traders. Because the stock market, it is, like, near its all-time highs, but it's been, like, kind of going sideways for a year. And Bitcoin's been going up a lot uh, since December. So Bitcoin's quite profitable compared to the stock market since December, definitely. Of course, since, like, January 2018, it's not. It depends on the time frame you're looking at. But anyway, stocks are kind of getting lukewarm to luke cold and maybe there's going to be a crash in the future because the bond yield curve inverted. So having the option for stock traders to diversify into Bitcoin, that's a really good option for them. And I think they're going to use it if TD Ameritrade gives it to them. So they're probably testing it right now. and, And if everything looks good, they'll probably implement it. I'm just speculating, but it's not so hard to start Bitcoin and Litecoin trading. There's so many crypto exchanges that do it. I'm sure TD Ameritrade can handle it. And I don't think they would even, like, be having this stuff, like, at their desk and on their website unless they're really going to do it at some point soon. Moving on to the next story. So there has been an oil boom in the United States. It's because of fracking. Basically, they inject, like, high-pressure steam into the ground and it forces the oil out of the ground. A lot of this is going on in America's Permian Basin. That's where the dinosaurs used to roam, but now it's just a bunch of oil. That's what the dinosaurs became, pretty much. Uh, so... Since they're mining so much oil, and they get a lot of natural gas too. So when you mine oil, natural gas kind of seeps out of the ground with it. It's methane. Natural gas is literally just methane. And uh, natural gas is a really good form of energy. It's very high value energy. It's one of the main energy products that's traded in the global markets. But they're aiming for oil here in America's Permian Basin when they frack. And they do collect some of the natural gas, but they don't even have enough pipelines to pump all the natural gas out. So what they do is they're flaring the natural gas. They'll literally have a pipe shooting up into the sky, and they set it on fire, and it's like a big torch, like the biggest Olympic torch you can imagine. And they're constantly burning off the natural gas, which could be used to power home, so it's a huge waste of energy. And I'm looking at this chart here. In 2011, there was like a minute fraction of uh, natural gas being burned off, flared, in the Permian Basin. But now it's up to, like, practically 600 million cubic feet per day. That's a ridiculous waste of potential energy here. Uh, and in the future, everyone's going to look at that and be like, wow, that was really wasteful because, you know, there's, there is a thing called peak oil. We kind of defeated peak oil for the time being because of fracking. Like, we found new ways to get oil out of the ground and get the hard-to-reach oil. But eventually, you know, oil is going to kind of diminish. It takes, like, millions of years for oil to form and we're mining it all. And then natural gas also doesn't just come instantly. So, wasting all this natural gas is a problem, and um, there's someone testing out using this natural gas instead of burning it off with a flare, uh, using it for Bitcoin mining. So, it's an oil man and Bitcoin entrepreneur named Stephen Barbour, and he's basically set up a 24-7 mining operation in an oil field in Canada. So, Canada also has lots of fracking and also the tar sands and stuff, but especially fracking, that's when the natural gas comes in. So he's in an oil field in Canada and he converted a shipping container into a mining facility and it uses about 400 cubic meters of natural gas per day. And remember the number I just said, 600 million uh, cubic feet per day. That's not meters. Meters are bigger than cubic feet. So, um, But anyways, there's like hundreds of millions of cubic meters being burned per day too. And this guy just needs 400 cubic meters per day to power like a nice big mining operation inside a shipping container imagine filling a whole shipping container of mining rigs so basically instead of wasting all of this natural gas like all the mining operations like the big mining firms they could set up like shipping containers filled with mining rigs right next to the oil fields and create bitcoin and i'm sure that would be beneficial for the oil field the oil field can get a cut even though they would just burn it off anyways um so. You know, so but that would make them willing to allow the shipping container to be there, so they'd make money, and then of course the people mining the bitcoin will have financial freedom. So it's a good use of the natural gas, and also better for the environment in a way. Um, at least it produces something useful. Like if if you're using the natural gas to power equipment, of course it's still going to burn the natural gas and release it into the atmosphere, but. It's better than just burning the natural gas and releasing a bunch of carbon dioxide. And methane, when you burn it, releases a tremendous amount of carbon dioxide. So this is actually causing global warming. Uh, Either way, it will, even if it's all being used for Bitcoin mining. But it would be a great way for people to like mine Bitcoin at a much lower cost. Like The cost for using natural gas that would have been burned anyways must be much lower than plugging into the grid. So basically most of the mining expenses from electricity usage and they could get pretty much almost free electricity if they just park right next to the oil field. So maybe this is a trend we'll see in the future. We have at least one person, Stephen Barbour, locking onto this trend. I don't know if he's able to, you know, expand across all the oil fields, but maybe other people will start doing this and it would be a great way for Bitcoin mining in the United States to get bigger. Right now, China's leading the Bitcoin mining. They have like really cheap hydroelectric power in China, but we have really cheap natural gas apparently in the united states that's like practically free so maybe the united states can one day become like a hub like one of the biggest players for bitcoin mining i'm sure it is but like i'm talking about like becoming the dominant uh bitcoin mining country it's possible if they do this that's just all speculation but it's definitely a way so just to sum up basically a lot of natural gas is being burned off like literally just for nothing because they don't know where to store it and there's no pipelines for it so might as well use it for bitcoin mining moving on to the next story Someone out there is hacking weak Ethereum private keys and basically private keys are generated and there's a set formula for generating private keys. That's how everyone gets the private keys when like let's say you create a Bitcoin wallet on blockchain or an Ethereum wallet anywhere. Uh, the program makes a private key for you and it's supposed to be really strong and unhackable. But there is a way to make weaker private keys. One of them is like brain wallets where basically you type in like a phrase like turtles and then it generates a private key based on, like, the word turtles or something. So brain wallets have been proven to be very, very weak. People did that in case they lost their private key. Then they can go to the key generator and type in turtles. And then they'll get the private key back. So they thought that's a way to recover their key. But if what someone what people do is they do a dictionary tech. They'll go through every word in the dictionary and then even go beyond that, all the combinations of words in the dictionary. And they'll get all the keys possible for, like, brain wallets and, like, steal all the money in the wallets that people created that way. Another way is literally just like if the protocol is a little too weak and the uh, wallet software and it produces a key that's just like too weak um, by accident uh, due to a coding error pretty much, then the key could be hacked. So there's someone out there generating tremendous amounts of Ethereum private keys and they're actually getting lots of money. Apparently they stole $54 million and they're still doing it. Like uh, someone did a test, they sent a dollar into one of the wallets that had a weak key and the dollar was instantly sent out to another account so they, they literally latched onto all the wallets with weak private keys and these are wallets that might not even have been used yet so if someone generates a wallet with a weak private key and deposits like one ethereum in it and it, the hackers already got to it it'll instantly get withdrawn to the hackers so they got 54 million dollars this way and they still have 6.1 million dollars in their account so And no one knows for sure who this is. There's some speculation it's like North Korea, but it seems like North Korea is being blamed for every big hack. I don't think that's fair without evidence. Uh, But yeah, just pretty much make sure you're using like the top-notch wallet software when using Ethereum or any other crypto so it doesn't generate really weak keys because there's literally hackers out there generating as much keys as they can. Remember we talked about the Large Bitcoin Collider, which is basically just hackers generating like tons and tons and tons of private keys beyond trillions quadrillions or something of private keys already but there's way more private keys than that so they have barely scratched the surface but anyways if someone has a weak private key these people that are generating tons of private keys to try to steal crypto will find it pretty much moving on to the next story Binance has apparently gone live with Binance Singapore. So Binance is doing lots of stuff. We talked about how the Binance Dex is happening. Well, they're, they've they launched their third fiat to crypto exchange. So generally people know Binance as a crypto to crypto exchange, the top crypto to crypto exchange, but they've launched three fiat on ramps now where basically people could use cash and their local currency to buy a cryptocurrency. Uh, the first two were in Uganda, which is in Africa and Jersey, which is in like Europe, but it's like offshore. Um, and now we got the third fiat to crypto exchange in singapore which is also kind of an offshore nation it's a very important country but it's small and offshore of asia it's a hub for international business because it's basically like right next to china and the rest of asia uh but they're better for like business they're more lax with the regulations and they allow like more prolific and aggressive business there so binance has launched their fiat to crypto exchange there and the more fiat on-ramps for cryptocurrency, the better. This directly increases the spot price of Bitcoin, the more fiat on-ramps there are, especially from a big name like Binance. So this is a big deal for Asia. Like, you know, like everyone in China uh, can like pretty much go to Singapore and buy cryptocurrency now, I guess. I'm not going to say that directly, but it is meant for people in Asia to use Binance Singapore. So now there's a nice fiat to crypto on-ramp in Asia, thanks to Binance. Moving on to the next story. Coinbase has apparently uh, cut its office in Chicago, so they had a team of software engineers producing a high-frequency trading engine. And high-frequency trading is a way to use, like, a large amount of money and trade for very small profits, but since it's such a large amount of money and it's done with, like, a robot, it can make a lot of money. Well, Coinbase says this is no longer a priority for them, so they fired, like, 30 software engineers, laid them off. And uh, this follows, like, apparently earlier well in like october 2018 um they fired like 15 of their 550 employees so they've been kind of downsizing a little but they're not like they're still like one of the most successful crypto exchanges ever they're not going out of business or anything they're just doing some tactical cuts here they decided they don't need a high frequency trading engine and they let it go that being said some of the software engineers were relocated to their san francisco office which is where they're based and then some of them were kept as like remote employees so it's not like completely done for but they just decided they don't need a whole office for building a high frequency trading engine so that's not really big news but also simultaneously if the crypto market was like really really bullish and like it was in 2017 we probably wouldn't be seeing any layoffs we'd probably be seeing expansion so it's just kind of the nature of the market regardless of what's happened in april with this nice little rally for bitcoin and the rest of the crypto market until today pretty much uh there was a really long bear stretch from like december 2017 all the way through like december 2018 so yeah there's that's still having effects uh companies like there's been a lot of companies downsizing like especially bitmain the largest bitcoin mining manufacturer uh they have cut like lots of offices and lots of stuff but they are surviving so like the biggest names in crypto are downsizing a bit it seems but they're not going out of business or anything and coinbase is definitely poised to do really well when the next big crypto bull run comes moving on to the next story apparently cme has surpassed the volume of many spot exchanges like yesterday so in 24 hours they had 320 million dollars of bitcoin futures contracts volume so that's plenty of volume it's not quite binance binance has like a billion dollars of volume bitmix has billion dollars of volume so cme is not the biggest exchange by volume and also it's different than all of other exchanges like um For example, Binance trades spot cryptocurrency, actual cryptocurrency. CME trades like Bitcoin futures contracts that are only backed by cash, it's not actually Bitcoin. But it is getting increasingly larger, their volume. Like it's constantly increasing. And already even from day one in December 17th, 2017 when they launched, they already had a major impact on the market, that was the day Bitcoin started crashing. But they're getting bigger and bigger, and it's definitely something to know about. Like I said, during the market analysis, we're going to have to really watch that CME Bitcoin futures expiration on Friday to see how the market reacts. Because they have a lot more pull over the market than most people realize. In the past, people have argued that since their volume was so small relative to the spot exchanges, they could not possibly impact the market so much. But it's not really about that. It's about how they introduced a lot of short-selling pressure, and also they print kind of like paper Bitcoin. So it's two very negative factors. And it's kind of precipitated the bear market that we are in still so yeah but now their volume's growing and growing and starting to outpace some of the biggest spot exchanges so it's becoming more of a threat i would say but we'll take it day by day and not panic over this bitcoin is still doing very well despite all the short selling despite all the paranoia and i think bitcoin is due for a nice bull run at some point in the future especially once the stock market goes bad because of the And I mentioned that in the show, too. Basically, the bond yield curve inverted. uh, Maybe it was like a month ago. And that indicates within about a year or two, there's going to be a major stock crash. It's like 100% of the time leading indicator it works. So if stocks start going down, regardless of all these negative factors like CME, Bitcoin futures, and paranoia, and negative hype about Bitcoin, Bitcoin will probably rally uh, more than ever, I think, if the stock market goes down. Uh, Because Bitcoin has actually been existing in a time when the stock market hasn't gone down. It launched in 2009. And all the way until now, the stock market has not had a bear market. So, Bitcoin has not actually existed during the stock bear market, and I think that would be the time Bitcoin was waiting for, because then a lot of investors would diversify into Bitcoin, because bond yield uh, rates would like go to zero pretty much, and the stocks would be absolutely uh, crashing too. And the only option would really be like Bitcoin and also gold. Gold's always a safe haven, but Bitcoin would be the brand new safe haven that's way more liquid and has way more potential to grow so that's all i have for you today on this april 24th 2019 edition of the crypto.iq daily radio show come back tomorrow for another exciting episode and go to crypto.iq 24 7 for the most interesting stories in the bitcoin and crypto space also join the crypto.iq trading desk they have made 314 percent profit since july despite doing that during the worst of the bear market and if you join the crypto.iq trading desk you can see their trades in real time with a full trade analysis with each trade And just by reading these trade analysis from our expert Crypto.IQ traders, you can become an expert yourself. And also you can ask the Crypto.IQ traders questions in real time and they'll answer your questions pretty quickly. So joining the Crypto.IQ trading desk is the best way to become an expert and profitable cryptocurrency trader. This is your host Space Marine signing out. I remain in space.